What's going on, everybody? This the big homie, D-Murph, host of Why Not Sports, host of Flagrant 2 with D-Murph. If you're interested or looking forward to a sports show where we talk about the good, bad, and the ugly of sports and how it impacts your everyday life, make sure you hit me up. Make sure you subscribe. Check me out on all major platforms. Flagrant 2 a podcast where everyday people are having everyday conversations from pop culture, from music, from relationships, from entrepreneurs. But that's here or there. The main purpose, the main reason why I am here, while you're listening to my voice, is because BJ, the host of Change the Subject podcast. When we talk about change the subject, let me tell you, thought-provoking. Each and every show, it, it, it gets you, keeps you on your toes. There's always some gems and some dope guests that keeps you just like, wow, the power of people, the power of our words, and just the, the beauty of collaborating with someone that not only dives deep into that guest, but also just the guest pouring their heart and soul and just leaving you inspired and encouraged at the end of every show. Make sure you go check out BJ. Go check out Change the Subject Podcast. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Share it. Continue to like it and listen. But it's the big homie signing out. Peace. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode 24 of Change the Subject, and I am your host, BJ. You can follow me on social media at DergoBJ on Twitter. That's D-E-R-G-O-B-J on Twitter, as well as Instagram at The Subject Change. Thank you guys and girls for returning to a new episode, which again is, I believe, episode 24 um, that we're at right now. If by chance you are a new listener, welcome. Hopefully you hear something inspirational and healthy that'll you know kind of help you get through these trying times that a lot of us good people go through in order for us to get to our goals but um we're going to get right into it today we have a special guest and also a very great conversation and the guest is actually perfect for the conversation because um, whether he knows this or not in many ways he's the other side of my brain um the part of my brain that doesn't want to follow suit with a lot of the things that we do in order to maintain like a customed protocols or whatever you would like to call it like sometimes you just want to be free and liberal and say and feel the things that you actually want to feel and um, this is a person who oftentimes says a lot of things that I truly feel but I'm just not conditioned to act upon or say it so I think with the conversation that we're going to have today you're going to get to understand why this voice is so so dope and so um controversial in a sense but also um very great and entertaining as well we got aj from the what we gonna do podcast on change the subject how you doing brother what's going on i'm doing good man that's a hell of an intro man and i i appreciate it man you are a dude that you know i rock with and even just listening to that 
it just makes me think like, man, it's, it's really people out there that they really be hearing me. I know I always talk to you like, man, we like brothers from, from two different mothers or yes, whatever, sir. man, because there are too many similarities I see, you know, at least between our upbringing and just our mothers and just different things like that, man. So it's good to hear, especially from another man, because a lot of times, man, we don't do that enough as far as just uh compliment each other not not even just a compliment but just like okay right i see what you're doing but i also see uh, you know the things that that i may be able to do or that i may be able to apply and just having some type of take type of takeaways and telling that other man that you know i try to do that with the people that i know but it's good to hear i mean i know you but it's different <laughs> it's different yeah i think um i think what actually like makes a difference to this is the fact that like and maybe this is something i need to offer to the listeners as well as the people within the culture like you got to get out and meet the people that you talk to because even though you talk to these people on a regular basis it's still kind of like the surface of a person and when you get in the same rooms and like you see like one of the things that i'm most impressed about with a lot of people is that like when you get to see them in like a fellowship setting where there's food and to see people pray over their food like that makes a difference to me you know what i'm saying like you know you Mm -hmm. get to see those people actually like live in their integrities and you know show you their morals like before your eyes so like Mm -hmm. i really encourage people to like actually get to know the people that they talk to because i just met you you know at a pod connection and it was just like, I mean, yeah, you know this person, but now I really feel like I know you better. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it makes a difference when you get to like see people in you know real time and get to converse and, and build. But I definitely wanted to get you on the show. And to be honest, um, I think that your last the last episode that I heard from you is what brought me into 2020 because um, you were talking about self-gratitude. And that stuck out to me most because most people know, like, I'm my worst critic for all of the things that I do. And so, like, hearing that, you know, really kind of, like, set the tone for how I came into this this year, particularly because I wanted to focus more on men. Like, just for, like, the reason that you said, like, we really don't get to take away much from our brothers and now I want to be that brother to share you know use my life and my issues as the the I guess the conversation starters and then hopefully we can get better understandings of each other in that way because I think you do that too it's like you use your perspective based on your life Mm -hmm. and you help other people to come to that point of well what we gonna do are we gonna stand here and complain and whine or are we going to you know, promote prosperity and positivity to our circumstances. So that's kind of what you give off, even though it's a controversial way that you deliver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's for sure, man. And that, that episode was, uh, was, I want to thank me, you know, shout out to Snoop Dogg. Right. It, right. Right. Like you say, um, man, we, we have so many thoughts going on. We, we got so many different things that, that we deal with on a day to day basis. I'm like, look, we really got to take some time out to appreciate the little things like things that, you know, we say it, but we don't always do it, especially us men. Like, it's okay to take a breath and, like, give yourself a pat on the back for things that you do. You know what I mean? It's, right, it's not even right, about right. somebody else having to do that. It's about you being able to acknowledge 
your own strengths, you know what I mean? Because we don't do that. We just work through our stuff. You know what I mean? We, we know what it is. We know what needs to be done. But it's like sometimes you do need to take, you know, that self-reflection, self-care, whatever you want to call it, and just say, you know what, man? I've been doing this as a son. I've been doing this as a husband. I've been doing this as a, you know, as, as a friend. And it's some good stuff, you know what I mean? Like everybody ain't doing that. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I really think that like thanking yourself is the most like positive way to approach um gratitude to yourself because it also tells you like how much you need to pay more attention to the little things that you do that even go unnoticed to yourself. Mm-hmm. Like um you'll begin to like pay more attention to your own progress and you'll be able to detail more of what is needed when you do that because like i know for me i'm a person that'll say like you know stuff just ain't working out but i won't look at the progresses in other areas that can put me closer and closer to that goal right and i have to remind myself of that all the time because i'm the person that want to quit everything every day like I'm literally like I I want to quit my podcast every day, like literally. I don't want you, you know. to do that now. Look, look, look <laughs> hey, everybody, y'all make sure. Look, I already told him in person. I don't want him to do that, but he got he got a higher mission, and I and I do yeah. respect that. It's it's like every day, like, and it be moments where, um, it's just on like the cutting room floor, like when I. When I sit and want to, you know, go through my own life and I say, like, what can I talk about in my life that I haven't shared or what needs to be reiterated? And then sometimes I realize to a lot of those issues that I bring to the podcast, I I still really don't have closure on. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes while I'm writing, it's making me mad or it's making me emotional, you know, and like um, I'm very transparent about like having family issues and, you know, being in the the new relationship and how much pressure comes with being in a new relationship, which is kind of what we're going to talk about in a few seconds. Uh But it's like so many different things going on in my life. And it's just like, man, fuck this shit. Like every day it's like that. You know what I'm saying? But then I had those moments where I invited guests. Like I just recorded a show um, a couple of days ago. And literally in that moment, it was like, man, fuck this. I'm tired of thinking about this. But then that person I invited, on the show comes and just totally makes sense of all of my frustrations. And I had not, I prepared, I wouldn't have got that blessing. So Mm -hmm. I have to like go through that process and kind of like fight through it. And that's what I'm doing every day. Just, just keep the fight going, you know, but it, it definitely gets hard. And and look, man, we still got a lot of growing to do, man. We ain't no old 75 year old men. So everything that you saying, I feel it definitely been there but that's a part of our growing process too man i think you know yeah. you know it's, yeah. it's a learning thing so um matter of fact we're gonna get right into the conversation we'll save the segment um the q a and a segment for the end um the reason why i have you here is because there is a there is a point in every man's life where um you have to make some very firm decisions um, in your relationship. And of course, nowadays it seems as though we push for like marriage for the wrong reasons, because in most cases for men, it's almost like 
we look at marriage sometimes as like the very last leg of my life. Like I done done all I can do out here. Let me just settle down at this point and, and make a good decision, you know, for the remainder of my days. And then even with the women, um, the women nowadays, whether they know this or not, this is not to say that they intentionally do this, but, um, they try to kind of in a weird way, lock a guy in to to deal with the inconsistencies in their life so it's like you come into the relationship or you come into the dating situation with the agenda of making this person lock in with you so that you can legitimate like you can legitimately look at your past and say this is what it led me up to like it was a build up to a a honorable moment when you're not really building a solid relationship. And when I thought about this, I realized that you are like one of four men that I talk to on a regular basis. That's married and fairly young married. So I want to talk about like the, well, let's make it personal because you're married and I'm not, I want you to tell me what it is. I would, I would need to know going in from brother to brother. When I look at the perceptions of marriage, because I'm, of course, at that point of pressure where everybody is asking me, when am I going to do it? But like I noticed that for my relationship, there are things in my relationship that are way more valuable than just that. So I want to kind of talk about that right now. But to get started, um, if a man was to if a man getting married was based upon your experiences or influence, what would you say is the reason you would tell a person to get married at your age today? Uh, because it's, <laughs> man, you you know, you said a lot. Um, the first thing I would say is when you know, you know. I know that probably mm. sounds weird to a lot of people, but that's just my belief that it's a feeling. You know what I mean? Like you you are going to feel it. And yes, your feelings can be, misleading at times they they can be conflicted at times but i do believe that when this person is the right person and that's if you believe in marriage that you will know like okay i want to do this and nothing is going to stop that like you will be on a rampage it's kind of like if you have some passionate business idea or whatever like you're gonna head towards that full steam ahead you don't care what's on the other side. You're going to take that leap. Um, it is a movement of faith, especially if you're doing it for the first time, because, you know, it's going to be new. I've talked to several people. They've been in relationships various amount of, amounts of time. And when they get into that relationship, it's not a switch that, that just clicks on. It's not uh, a cure-all, you know what I mean? you're still going to have things that are going to be new once you get on the other side of that marriage and just what you determine your, you know, your values and your responsibilities are. That's kind of like the basis because I think a lot of, you know, a lot of us, we're not necessarily conditioned like the individuals who were born in the sixties and the, and the fifties and stuff like that. Like we don't have the same morals and values and foundations when it comes to marriage we more so have the fantasy uh, of what Mm. we would like Mm. a marriage to be, what we would like it to look like, but it's not so much like I'm going to do this as a man. I'm going to do this as a woman. And 
you know, we gonna deal with whatever comes with it, whether it's kids or family or, you know, things outside of the marriage. We don't have that. We look at it like, look, if it's for better, for better, like if it's good, then cool. I can deal with marriage. I can be married. But if it's bad, I'm out. You know what I mean? We're not just staying married for however many years, no matter if it's good or bad. It's like, look, at the first sign of an obstacle, I'm finna try to say, can I get this annulled? Can can we go ahead and get this divorce going and I'll get to marriage number two? Like I said, I don't want <laughs> I hate to go too far into it, but that's man, that's kind of like the the thing when I talk to anybody, you know what I mean? It's like when you know, you know, and then there are some other things that come with that once you make that decision, like I'm gonna go ahead and do this and we're gonna move forward with, you know, organizing this marriage. Mm, okay. Now that I can really truly respect because you you seem like a person who has existed within your marriage. And when I say existed within it, it's like you actually learned from your own living experiences what you believe marriage to be versus um the traditionalist standpoint of just regurgitating old like sayings and beliefs that have been passed down to you correct from generation to generation and that makes a a a huge difference because the weird thing about my situation now is the pressure has made marriage so far-fetched for me at this particular point because the thing and the thing with my relationship and let me say this for the listeners because for most of the people that know me I talk about my relationship pretty openly and I'm very happy in it. And I love this girl to the core of my heart. This is like not a dispute whatsoever. But what the what the issue is for me is it has become far fetched because I'm married to so many other things besides just that idea when it comes to her. You know, and I live with the expectations of a person being invested in a person being encouraged a person having their own goals and their own things in order before they assume responsibilities for mine so i've lived in a space in my past where all we focused on was love it was just like are you calling me enough are you spending time with me enough are you talking to me enough and then you realize that in all of that time that you existed in with that person nothing was being built. So in this relationship, I encourage her goals. I pretty much contribute finances, support into the things that she actually wants to do. And I'm not in the belief that neither one of us is in the rush to just jump the broom for the sake of jumping the broom. But because our relationship appears to be so fruitful and so positive at this particular point, it seems like the pressure has increased to ridiculous like expectations and it's almost like I'm not even in a position to make that decision for myself and I think about the men who haven't even come to the headspace to even think about marriage and the same pressures on those guys with the the feeble posture and not really sure if that was even something they wanted to do with this particular young lady, it's like they get the pressure before they come to the realization. So like, 
when you decided to get married? Like, what were your deciding factors in that decision? <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, I mean, you, you wanted me to be honest, man. And uh, me and my wife, you know, we, we talk about this, but I went into it differently. I pretty much said, oh, Lord, she gonna, they going to kill me. I pretty much said this and again. Yeah, I got to understand. I think I was 21 going on 22. I was like 21 on 21 or whatever. Me and my wife, we got married basically um, after about 10 months or something like that. So we are uh, the exception. We're, we're not the rule. You know what I mean? We we met. We got married. We've been married over 10 years now. That's not mm. normal, especially mm. for mm. us being that young. You know what I mean? And, and uh, you know, I got to thank God for that. But I went into it saying this person could either be the best thing for me in my life, like the best person to me in my life, or they could be the worst. It was literally a coin flip because I really, you know, had this 50, 50 thing. I give 50, she gives 50, we make it a hundred throughout my marriage. I've learned that that was a fallacy. Like that was wrong. And I didn't know any better. Um, it's better to do a hundred, a hundred, not necessarily a hundred, a hundred as far as having all of our things in order, but not sitting there and expecting this person to make up for 50% of what you don't have. You have to, you know, hopefully be willing and be confident that you can give a hundred percent to this situation. And so with me and my wife, that was my mentality, you know what I mean? But I felt like she was the one. I felt like it was the time. And I mean, you know, first she reneged on me because she accepted and then she kind of was like, nah. And then I had to ask again or whatever. But <laughs> but uh, she ultimately accepted it. And, and I mean, we, we did get married. You know what I mean? Uh, non-traditionally to what most people would say or what most people might want for their kids. But we have literally been a testament, you know what I mean? No matter what was going on in the beginning and different people saying, maybe y'all shouldn't get married. We, you know, passed all of those different things at this point. But that was the initial thing, man. It was just like, it could either work out great and, and my life could just go up and skyrocket and be so amazing. Or she is going to bring me to an early grave. <laughs> <laughs> you know what what i what i appreciate about that answer is and it's teaching me in the same aspect is um women deserve for men to take those chances on them um whether right or wrong whether things appear to be perfect or imperfect like just to just to be able to give a woman the opportunity to experience a a very happy existence with a person that she sees it with is is more than fair but you know i think with guys and um this is me speaking for me first we have to definitely put a a time limit on our our fun eras or our what did they call it? The the sowing of the royal oats and all of that. We <laughs> yep. gotta put like a time limit on that because we're wasting away valuable time in our lives to have 
what you have, you know, and it's sad because when I think about me, you know, trying to be a person of integrity and honor, I realize that in some in some instances with with men, we don't realize that you can enjoy a relationship the same way that you enjoy your singleness. But in all things, you have to have a purpose mm-hmm. for it, you know, and that was the the learning curve, because even in my relationship as a man who does believe in marriage, I still don't rush to make the decision because I do want the opportunity to enjoy my relationship for what it is. You know, um, we learn each other every day. And I think that the space that we give each other to become our best selves, like she sees me night after night at the desk writing shows and I know that in those moments she would prefer me to be on the couch watching a movie with her, but she's no, she knows that this is the area of passion that I exist in on a regular basis. And she lets me have that space. And like when she's like watching her tutorials on photography and all of those different things, those are moments when I could, you know, literally interrupt that process with my own personal needs. But like we give each other, those spaces and to see our developments and to see how we grow in front of each other. Like it makes me believe that we have a little bit more time to prepare ourselves for that big decision, because it's almost like we we wouldn't really be doing it for each other because we very rarely even talk about it. It's the family that's talking about it more than we are. And it's not to say that we're not thinking about doing it because we definitely talk about doing it. It's just the the rush to it that's becoming the issue. And you don't hear people really explaining what the rush really is. And to me, I don't believe that there is a rush or has to be a rush. You just have to have a purpose for why the two of you are together and to make sure that that purpose withstands the relationship that people will believe your relationship to be like whether they understand your relationship or not you should know what your purpose for that relationship is so like when you got to the point where you realized this could be the best or worst decision what did that make you do as a man to prepare yourself for the choice like when you seen yourself staring at the barrel of the gun like what was the first thing as a man that you decided to do to make yourself ready for either of those variables? Like I said, man, uh, it was quick as far as us getting married. So my mom, she's always had my back. When I make a decision, like she know, I make generally, I make good decisions and she ride with me. So there was no preparation. I, I had prepared my entire life essentially. And again, this is my young, naive self and not really having an example of marriage beyond TV and a a few different people kind of here or there. So it was just a, like I said, it was literally just a feeling and there was no, I needed to go through this. I needed to go through that. It was like, I'm I'm ready to do this, you know what I mean? For, you know, and, and be with this person and commit because I've never been a person who wanted to do all of this dating and smashing all these different girls. I only wanted one. 
And when I found mm. the one, I'm not going to let her get away. I'm going to make sure, you know, of course, the, the running joke is put a ring on it. But I mean, literally, it's like you the one and it's reciprocated. And we we finna do this. And we learn, you know, I'll answer, I'll, I'll throw this in there because this also plays into it. Not only did we do that, but we had to grow up through our marriage. So because, like you say, the preparation and doing this, there was none of that prior to us getting married. We've been doing that the entire time we've been married because we got married so young. Think about it. I still got a lot of living to do. I still got a lot of maturing to do. My wife still got a lot of maturing to do. We just getting out of high school. We've been in college for a little bit, but there's a hell of a learning curve to now you have to deal with another person being a part of your life. And my uncle told me that's one of the most difficult things you will have to deal with in life is another person. You no longer account just for yourself. You have to account for them. And that's if you are serious about it. Literally, I've been learning We've been learning along the way because I had to grow as a man. She had to grow as a woman. And that's a difficult thing to do when you now have to figure out how to be married and still mature individually. So we got to mature marriage wise together and we still need to do some go through a maturation process individually. Um, Mm, mm, Okay. Yeah. Wow, because you know the interesting thing about what you're saying is that's the total opposite of how most relationships, whether it be dating, courting, or, you know, couple, that's the total opposite of how relationships are set up. Like, they'll tell you in the very beginning, and this is women telling you this, like, they'll tell you that you need to date with intentions. And true enough, that says a lot when you say, being intentional now if you were to tell a woman that your intention is to grow up within a relationship with a person a lot of people don't see that as romantic or um fruitful Mm -hmm. they want you to have everything that you bring to the table right then and there but the growth that you've kind of described to me wouldn't tell me that that was a flaw to the relationship because that means that you don't get ahead of each other in certain areas because you're right there with one another through every learning experience and you get to see it at its surface and inception at the same time. And that gives you talk points in your relationship to say, well, how do you see or view this? And it gives you an open communication that, most people never get because you're so dead set on getting what you want out of the relationship without actually doing the work and the maturation process that it will take to get those things out of the relationship. So like, that's what I'm hearing. But what most men are not saying is that intention sounds like control to them. Like when a woman says, I need a man to be intentional, that sounds like control. Now, true enough, it's not like she's not telling you that you have to do everything that she envisions. She just wants to know what do you envision? And because so many of us are believing relationships to be like controlling, in a sense, I think that this is what makes men relax their standards for how they see 
themselves in marriage. And another thing that I need to salute your queen on is she actually gave you the opportunity to grow up in a relationship. A lot of women don't do that because most of us men need to grow up in that way. You know, Mm -hmm. so, you know, that that could be a lesson for a lot of women and not to say that, oh, you know, you have to take care of or carry a man in a way, but just giving him enough space for him to correct himself within a relationship and not necessarily have all of his ducks in a row, but still show you healthy potential. I think that's a beautiful thing. So, you know, salute to you and her for that example, because that makes me see that makes me see marriage different, you know, because I would never think that it's okay to do that in a relationship. Yeah, you should. um, And you you said a few things, even even in the beginning, but I don't feel like you should ever put yourself on the on the back burner. Um, I do feel like I don't like that idea of you have to uh, settle. Or, or give up, or I, I don't like that. I, I like compromise a lot better. I believe that if you are deciding to marry someone, you should be able to find some type of compromise. This person should not have to give themselves up to be with you um, because mm. they're, they're mm. human. You know what I mean? They have a life. Right, they right. have an existence. And why would, if you love somebody, if you want to be with them, why would you make them give themselves up anyway? But a lot of people, you know, that, that I've seen and just, you know, different things I've heard over the years, that's how relationships are. It's a, it's a, you know, one person has to give up something for the other. I have to give up my job. I have to give up my career. I have to give up my life so that I can be committed to you. And I'm like, what type of life is that if you have to make that sacrifice for the other person that they will never make for you? Wow. Right. 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 You know, and that's scary. Like, that's really scary. You know, um, to be a man in love. And again, I'm speaking for me. There's two there's two depictions of it that I can remember vividly. The, the one depiction that is most prevalent is the one where I experienced the most rejection ever in my life. You know, like. I remember being like, I'm not the guy that, you know, can, I can't transition into relationships as easy as most people because, um, I have to feel things, you know? So like when I would break up in the past, I would literally be single without dating for like years, like just like really going through it, like, damn, I really did everything that I could for this person. And they didn't value that. Like I used to sit with that for Mm -hmm. years until, um, I finally built the courage to say, okay, well now that this has settled, I'm going to give it another go. So the interesting thing is when I went through the last breakup, my girl at the time was just the homie. And she was seeing all of the dysfunctions of like me going to jail over a relationship. I got like a scar on the um the side of my pinky finger from, you know, fighting and, you know, getting cut and all of these different things. Like she's right here seeing it the whole time. And, you know, we wouldn't 
really like communicate over the phone we were just social media friends at the time and she would like say like why do you put up with so much of the stuff that you deal with and i'm not knowing that this person that i'm talking to and you know the dm or the person that i'm having these conversations with is going to potentially be my girl long down the line Mm -hmm. so interesting enough um when we finally began to date each other everything that i was saying to her was chaotic everything was you know just a whole lot of dysfunction and she would be so peaceful with me not realizing that i was like talking these things out this whole time in front of her and a lot of the stuff that she knows about me i am like terribly embarrassed about but you know just being that friend and giving me the opportunity to mature in front of her that's kind of like the same thing like she actually saw me grow up Mm -hmm. and it's a certain level of peace like we have yet to actually argue even though we disagree quite a bit like we disagree on so many things but we don't yell at each other we don't i don't call her names we don't even play with calling each other stupid or none of that like we don't do that and so like the peace level is something that i've learned and it helps me to accept that that man in the past was the guy that's kind of like not really committing to the idea of being whole and being with a person for a a long time and being a partner to a person you're just trying to navigate through relationship to relationship you're just trying to have an experience or a story to tell when the homies kick it and that's that's what i want to get me in past like our past doesn't necessarily determine what the present has to offer us you know what i'm saying and guys don't talk to guys don't talk to each other like this no at all right at all and um i think that it's like so many things from just this small portion of the conversation that I really want to talk about. And um, the first thing that we kind of let pass because you said it in the answers that you were given is that you weren't interested in having the, like the fulfilling, not even the fulfilling, but the, the extra amount of lust and temptation experiences. Now that's not common. You know what I'm saying? Because for most boys we taught, we are taught to, experience that and to go out and get enough of it as we can possibly get before we get to a point where either we get married or have a kid by accident it was never to it was never to really teach us anything it was just to you know to say that it's so much out here for you get as much as you can before it's all over with that was pretty much the education that we got as boys (laughs) and that boys will be boys has stuck with us into our adulthood to now we're still acting like boys when it's time to make a decision for these women that have been down for us forever. So how did you as a man deal with peer pressure or temptation coming up in that, that space of like transitioning out of high school and going to college when the sex drive of that age bracket is extremely high? Like how did you manage in that time? Because that's that's interesting to say that you weren't even interested in it. Man, my uh, <laughs> my morals and my value system is, is different than a lot of people, man. I I, I don't know. I kind of know why, but, you know, it, it's still to be determined. But I had this idea maybe back in 
uh, elementary, to be honest. Like, I was always the person who was trying to find a girlfriend. Now, I did a lot of dating, and I even <laughs> talked about this on one of my episodes, but you get tired of it. Like, I remember in ninth grade talking to so many girls that I was mixing up who was who and who had a brother and who had, like, it's too much to keep up with. I don't like mess. I don't like drama. I would rather be honest and tell 10 females I'm talking to 10 females than try to juggle 10 females with lying. So with that being said, I was always like, look, it's a lot easier to deal with one person, to give one person your your energy, to be able to confide in one person and not deal with all these different people. It's cool. It's fun. But when I thought long term, and even when I talk to guys now, like I say, I'm 32 or whatever, that shit get old, man. Like, and it get old fast. And I've always been a person that wanted to leave a legacy and not just a legacy of I got a kid over here. I got a kid over here. I got a kid over here. Like a legacy of I was a father. I was a husband. I did this. I had this business. I did like that was my goal is, you know, people always say whatever, um, First comes love, then comes marriage, then comes a baby and the baby cares. So when I talk to my friends now, they talk about that. They like, dude, you did the dream. You you were in love. You got married and then you had a kid. They said, bro, you're you're literally like an X factor because that's not how shit works. Like my first child didn't come until what I think five years into the marriage or whatever, you know what I mean? And so we've done a lot of things non-traditionally that most people traditionally talk about. So it's, it's different for me. And so with women that, I mean, that, that was just it. You know what I mean? If I could get that one, that, that was it, man. I don't have time for none of this other stuff or whatever, you know what I mean? And, and if that don't make me cool, that don't make me this, I'm fine because I've seen the other side of it and I'm capable of doing it. You know what I mean? But it's like, I always thought about it kind of like the wood, you know, man, that one number right there counts for about 10 of them schizos. Like that's always been my <laughs> mentality is that right, this right, one right. counts for about a hundred of y'all. So I don't care about y'all hundred to my one. That, that, was that me. is a fact. That is a fact. And you know what? I feel that way right now. Like, um, I got so much closure to things I used to like hold on to and harbor just for being in such a peaceful space. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, and that was the thing. That was the thing with me too is because like, um, I remember early on in, you know, my twenties, I remember how it was for women to kind of, take advantage of broke broken hearted men like you know you would just be like you know the dude in your feelings you know i did this i did that and like women would hear you go into your your story of all of the things that you did while in this relationship and th what they were even doing in those moments of your frustration and pain was seeing how you assessed up against somebody they've experienced right and they'll take advantage of you even in that space. So it's a certain desperation that does exist in singleness that I'm not too keen on either. And that's not to say that everybody is like that. Yeah. But for my experiences, it wasn't as healthy 
as it could have been. And I know that like, um, I was never the guy, even as a kid, like, um, I was never the guy that had a whole lot of options to even do those things where, you know, you had a whole bunch of girls to sleep with and all of that. I, that didn't happen for me until I got grown. You, you ain't have no roster, man. You know, everybody had a roster. You know, I'm joking with, you know, that's what we call yeah, the roster. That's what we called it, you know, but like, to be honest, and I hope I don't offend anybody when I say this, but um, I wasn't proud of the roster that I had when I was coming up because I was the... I want to say, and I'm saying this respectfully because I'm just being honest. A lot of the girlfriends that I had were circumstantial. It wasn't because I liked them. Yep. Like I used to like, I'm, I'm always been this guy that cared about everybody. Like, you know, I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to support you. Um, I easily feel sorry for people who are in need in certain instances. So I remember a girlfriend that I dread to this day, I really do feel like my heart was in the right place. Um, I had a girlfriend in middle school who was over 200 pounds as a, like a preteen. And uh, I remember, um, she was going through so many different issues with her weight and her health. And, um, our relationship came to what it was because I knew that she was struggling walking home with her feet issues. So I, w I used to walk her home and carry her book bag on my back with my book bag already on it. And it was just me being nice. It wasn't to say like, I like you or anything like that. So ultimately what ended up happening was the care and the concern that I took for this girl in my class who was being teased all the time. And I'm like, damn, that's fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Like, she don't deserve what she getting. You know, I'm just going to be that guy to say, look, I'm going to walk you home, you know, walk you, walk your book bag on my back, let you go do your thing and make it a little bit easier on you. So she ended up liking me. And I was pressured into the relationship because I didn't want to tell her that some of the reasons why she's being teased, even though it's cruel, I feel some of those same feelings because th those are the things that I'm not attracted to. And it was hard for me to admit that. So I ended up being pressured into being her boyfriend. And um, that was like one of the worst mistakes I ever made in my life because I think that I was the only guy that did that for her in that time. So like she would like follow me to like different schools. Like even if she moved across town, she moved like maybe 30 or 40 miles away from the high school in our district, but she caught two buses just because I was going to the school in the district, you know, like she would like follow me and stuff. And, um, it, it got a little weird. And my mother was the one who shut it down. And she was just like, brand can't, you know, take care of himself. So he ain't going to be in no relationship until he can support himself. So tell she told the girl and her mama stop calling my house. And the girl was relentless. Like no matter how many times like my mom shut it down or whatever, like she would like find a way to get close to me in some way, shape or form. And she was even catching buses to like the old neighborhood to just be in the hood when I got out of school because the school that she ended up going to got out earlier than us. And it just got weird. So 
that was the first experience. And then I ended up meeting another girl that had scoliosis or I ended up meeting another girl who was like had low self-esteem and somehow, some way I'm just the guy like, you know, no, you're really pretty. I know you're really a beautiful girl. And just being that honest person used to guilt me into relationships. So by the time I got grown and you start to, you start to get acquainted with those women that you had a chance with back then. But to to them, it's like, oh, you was messing with that fat girl or, you know, you was messing with that little bald head girl or, you, you know, you get those yeah. things over time. And so I get grown. All those people come back to me. But now it's like the motives are not even what they're supposed to be when you finally get to the people that you had these little crushes on or whatever. And it was by the time I went through that whole process, it was like, look, I was actually cool back when I was with the girl that I really didn't want to be with versus the ones that I actually wanted to have. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so my roster was terrible, (laughs) you know, to me in my mind, but maybe that's what kept me centered and kept me with, you know, integrity and moral because ultimately I did care enough about these people, even though I made the decisions to be in a relationship for the wrong reasons, but I did care about people. And that's enough for me to, you know, I guess, accept my decisions in a sense. You know, what's funny about that, man. And, and uh, I, I won't knock you for it, especially, you know, especially how you explained it. So I was a hopeless romantic and you were a savior. You know what I mean? Like, wow, everything- you are right. You are right. Like, like, so that's my experience was that was me. Like I was the hopeless romantic, like, man, I want this middle school, elementary sweetheart, high school, uh, middle, you know, college, whatever the case may be. Um, and I also got into what I call convenient relationships, like relationships I didn't want to be in, but I didn't want to be single necessarily. Now you on the other hand, just explaining what you said is like, look, I don't want to hurt these people. These people probably have already been hurt. They've already been treated this way. I don't want to hurt these people or whatever, but I'm also doing this at the detriment of my own self in these different situations because from their side, like you say that you, uh, you probably were the first person externally that showed her love, like from the outside, not, not, you know, that, that parental love or that sisterly love, but like, this is a person who doesn't have to do this that is choosing to do this. But on your side, you got a whole different motive for what you're doing. But they not taking it, you know, that 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 first girl not taking it that way. But anyway, it's just interesting that, you know, that that you said that. And like I say, I it actually makes sense to me, you know what I mean? It it you know, so anyway, it, it makes sense. I yeah. want to keep going into you're it. You're definitely right. You definitely right because that was so many relationships. Like that was so many relationships up until the one just before my current girlfriend. I think I was a savior up until damn near around the time I started podcasting, maybe three or four years ago. <laughs> but that would that would put you in the category of being a good guy, a good dude. I mean that that's like the that's what um what we've ho- been heard what we've been told like you would be considered a good dude but like you say if i look back on it and i look at myself 
I don't know if I was really and truly a good dude. I may have been a good person, but I probably wasn't the best for them because, like you said, I didn't have the same investment. And right. I, and but so I know. didn't have – and so because you didn't have the same investment, you didn't have the same collateral damage. Wow. Wow. Right. Okay. Now, I was getting ready to say that the the thing about those relationships is – me being a good guy has always been relatively difficult because if you were to ask any of those women what they think of me, they're not going to have good things to say because what would have made me the good guy is for me to have stayed with Yep, you. I knew you was going to say that. I knew you was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> that, that. So that makes the difference. So, like, I do have a stain to a sense on my record because – what would have made me the all-time great was for me to stay with them. Like, it it always had to come to a head in those relationships. And I never really saw myself completely in those relationships being that savior. I never saw it until it was all said and done and over with. So, like, you're absolutely right. But I think that, like, I don't want to be a savior in a marriage, though. Yeah. And, and you know, you look, you did. You know what's so funny, man? Because I do think, just real quick, I think hindsight is twenty twenty, And I think long-term people will appreciate the things you did for them outside of the moment. Like, once they're really removed from it. Like, this person, like you say, if they would have stayed with me, they would have been this quote-unquote good guy. But that would have not been the best thing for my life. Because that is not the person I was supposed to be with. And he right, And right. he knew that. He had that power. So he did. And again, you know, women, are, you know, different women will take this different ways. But it's like you actually did the right thing. So even when you're when you may have thought you, you know, they may still call you, you know, not being a good guy. You were still being a good guy, even in doing that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's just so hard because, you know. To tell them the truth, even after the. I guess the depletion of love and care for one another, like to tell them the truth would just be like more insult to the injury. So it's like, it's nothing that I would be able to do to restore, <clears throat> I guess, to restore the, the character that I would have loved to have had with all of them. Yeah. But like, that's the thing that's consistent about the past is that none of them will speak highly of me simply because I didn't stay. Hey man, look, you, know, you either die a hero or you live long enough to become the villain. That's just, that's yeah. just, <laughs> that's just, that's just how it is. Now, what I will say about, because I know you talked about your current relationship and, and, and I know I'm kind of going back, but it's just because you, you know, you touched on it and I, and I, and I know you, you're kind of, you know, reiterating it, but I don't agree with doing anything outside of what you want to do. I don't agree with all of that pressure. I don't like none of this stuff. You know what I mean? Because this is my thought. What is the best way to go in a marriage? Like what way would you like to go into a marriage? Typically, the most perfect way to go into any situation is you want to do it. It's not forced. It's not this. It's not that. And that is going to be important throughout your relationship after marriage how you went into it, 
if you did it voluntarily, if you were happy, if you were joyous, or if you had all this other stuff going on. So it's like, no, if I'm going to apply for this job, like I don't want to be going into a new job like, man, F the job, I don't even want to be at the job, but I'm going to go ahead and do it because I got these bills to pay. You would rather be the man, and, and that would be better for that woman if you go into it with the right mentality and, and approach towards uh, towards that marriage or whatever. Now, I also will say, you don't want anybody waiting in vain. I don't, I don't like that idea either, to have somebody thinking that one day it's going to happen and that day never comes. I do think you... Men, I, I will say, I put that on us. I don't think we should, you know, we should be decisive about what we want ultimately. And I think right, women right. respect that. And BJ, you figuring that out. Right, right, right. And you've actually walked me into the closer of the conversation because um, I just recently heard Jagged Edge, Let's Get Married, right? Yep. And the weirdest thing about it is I remember that song because that was back in those high school days. And I thought about the dances and the talent shows and that existence that was pretty much around that song. And I'm not going to lie. When I first initially heard it, I thought it was a beautiful song. I really did, you know, and we allow the worst conditions to write our favorite love stories and there's a truth that goes untold every time a person is faced with the pressures of getting married before they're actually ready and i think that that song is like the perfect depiction because even though i'm not ready i believe that i have the ability to see through it when those people come with those this like those dysfunctional characteristics of them trying to force love on you the crazy thing about hearing the song is like i remember how i felt about it initially i remember that the girls really loved the song and the song is so dysfunctional and like if you just break down the course <laughs> like just break down the course it's like i'm thinking get, about it right now <laughs> you getting like you getting like three phases three or four phases of a man and all of those four phases are inconsistent in just the course. So you say, meet me at the altar in your white dress. That's the proposition. That's the question. But then once she gets to the point of even thinking about putting a dress on, you say, we ain't getting no younger. We might as well do it. So now you settling for the relationship based on time and not love. Then you say, been feeling you all the while, girl, I must confess. In my mind, that says, I knew you was the one the whole time, but I was bullshitting. Yep. Then you say, girl, let's just get married. I just want to get married. Now, you you professing that at the very end of the course, but what's being communicated is now you looking at the time that's been wasted, the time that's been passed, and now it makes sense because there's nothing else left to experience at this point but this. But now it sounds like you begging at the end. I just want to get married. You know what I'm saying? Like, but you just told me that the only reason why you want to do this is because we ain't getting no younger. You're not appreciating the time that she spent, that the time that she waited mm -hmm. on you. You know what I'm saying? The time that she probably thought that you was best for marriage, that you totally bypassed. And now you probably asking her 
when you really ain't shit right now. <laughs> Boy, they gonna get you, man. Because, you know, that song is like <laughs> a grand gesture. And you have literally just flipped the entire... <laughs> but you're right. Everything you just said is funny because that's why I was laughing. But it's... I mean, you're right. Because that uh, it's all in there. And it's so confusing. Because at the beginning of the court, like you say, at the beginning, you're ready to get married. But then it's like, hold up, I'm confused. Because you're telling me this, you're telling me this, and then you're like, I oh, don't worry about all of that. Let's get married. You know what I mean? Like, right, forget right. that I just said this stuff here in the middle. Let's go ahead and get, <laughs> get this over with. <laughs> but, you know, that's the thing that, like, really drives my, you know, my attention span now is to, like, pick apart those things that we think are so well such grand gestures but just making sure that you are affirming to your woman that this is something that i really want to do because when you think about it to most guys who hear this song they do see something good in that mm -hmm. they do feel like you know okay this is a man stepping up he's he doing what he got to do and to some it looks like merit but in the actual scheme of things what you begin to realize is that Boys and girls typically grow up in different directions where you have those boys will be boys and they get to do what they want to do. Those girls are being groomed for family life and motherhood mm -hmm. and nourishment. They groomed for those things. So, like, this is why they are so insistent upon us coming correct because they've been raised their whole lives for this. So the proposition has to be much better than that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I just think that it's it's really crazy how that song was beautiful to me at a time, but it also reminds me that I wasn't as mature and I want more from my music in that way. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I want to actually feel, I want to actually live within a true to life love song if I can, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's pretty dope. It, it I, I like that you said that because it's like a com a coming of age type of thing. It's like when you watch a movie when you're a kid and when you watch it as an adult and it don't give you the same feeling. You know what I mean? Or right, right. that feeling is now replaced. Like I'm at a point where I refuse to watch certain movies because I want to keep that childlike memory. I don't want a new impression of this as an adult because I don't want it to take away from how I felt when I was a kid. And so mm. when you talk about that, the value and like you said, this is how I'm doing and approaching this differently and taking my time. And I'm, I'm actively being considerate about these different things. So I think our generation, we don't again, we don't have value in marriage because we don't know the value of marriage. We were not raised with the same ideals. The country is not the same. Marriage rates are going, well, they're actually going up a little bit now, but they were going down for a long period of time. Everybody talks about divorce. Nobody talks about marriage or whatever. People just talk about the stuff after marriage, like this is what it is, so on and so forth, but the act of getting married. So me and my wife, we talk about this as well, is that we have it so jacked up when we look at marriage and our ideals because we will take more time and consideration in buying a car and buying a house and making an investment. I mean, we will dot the I's, we will, you know, check off everything. But when we get married to a person, a lot of times time 
it's not a good vetting process. People just assume because you have this much time, you vetted everything out. But then, you know, people haven't lived with each other. People are still doing toilet seat up, toilet seat down. Oh, you put your toothbrushes over here. Well, I do them over here. Well, this is how you wash your clothes. Well, this is how I wash. Like, it's just a lot of little things. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm glad you said that because I think that that's important to not just get to know the surface stuff. But, like, let's talk about some of these underlying things. Let's talk about upbringing Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about money. Like things that, like I say, I talk about on my podcast that are obscure. Like we don't, we like to talk, most time people want to talk about the fun stuff. You know what I mean? I want to talk about what you like. Oh, I want to hear about what you like. Oh, I want to hear about your mom. I want to hear about this. But it's like, do you really want to hear about some of this other stuff as well? Like, do you really? Yeah. And you should. (laughs) You should want to hear it. You definitely should. You know? So, so it's, you know, that's important, at least to me, you know what I mean? Because again, even when you talked about it before, there's never, man, we're going to learn until we did, you know, there's going to be growth and maturity. Again, if you are doing the same thing at 30, that you are at 40, you have now wasted 10 years of your life. You should be making some type of improvements. You should be handling things differently. You should potentially look at the world differently. Your responsibilities should be different, you know, maybe. You know what I mean? So if you can, go into it with those type of things. Like, get, I would say, if you can get the uncomfortable stuff out the way, go ahead and get get it out the way. Do you look at other women? Do you lust after other women? Are you attracted to other women? How does that make you feel when when I tell you these things and I'm being honest about it? Do these things just go away when you get married? No. It's human nature or whatever. Is that okay? Are you going to be okay with that? Is that going to be a problem? Is it going to be something else? And we're not even talking about crossing the line. So people can have those conversations too. What would you do if somebody cheated on you? Well, I know my mentality for a long time was shoot. This is my definition of cheating. If you cheating on me, I'm out. Well, if we're married, do you still have that same mentality? Are you out? You know what I mean? We married. Now, this is not just a relationship. Are you just going to be done with the marriage based off of that? And how do you feel about that? If you can do that, they got all these different marriage books. And, and this is just my perspective. They got all this information out there. But I think it will help. Nothing in life is perfect. Marriage won't be perfect going into it won't be perfect. But I do think that with knowledge and the right education, we can be better prepared to handle what's on the other side of it. And we're not getting a lot of that. Wow. That makes sense, too. That makes total sense. Yeah, you are absolutely right. You are absolutely right. I just want to get people to the mind state of knowing that it's time for change, you know, um, a lot of us, a lot of us as men don't realize that we're at the brink or the threshold of our wildest dreams and that that sexual discipline is going to make a difference to the way that you move into your destiny. You know what I'm saying? And I want guys to understand that having that center and that focus is going to really improve your your insight and your responsibilities to yourself. 
and your relationship. Like, I think it's so many things that men have to look forward to that marriage can possibly make a huge difference to. Yeah. But of course, um, accept the responsibilities of knowing when you're ready and when you're not. Yeah. And being honest with yourself and your partner, too. Yeah. I think that those conversations of crossing the line are very important, but we're not we're not educated in a way to know that these are things that we're supposed to talk about because I've even had a conversation in my current relationship about a peaceful way to break up, you know, mm-hmm. because I'm a leader, you know, and, um, and a lot of the spaces that I exist in, I'm a leader and I want a peaceful transition. If in fact we do decide to go our own way, like, because I want to represent myself in the highest regard at all times. So like we talk about those things and even with our parents, um, kind of being privy to those conversations they hate when we talk about it but that's our relationship is just knowing that like at the most that even if we don't work we should still be able to be friends and be cordial and not have the animosity because I don't want a repeat of all of those savior relationships where now I have another person hating me for just being honest about who I am as a person you know yeah so you got another bad guy notch on your belt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got too many of them. You know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to keep that down. But um, man, I really appreciate this conversation. Like, it's so much left in my notes. So what I'm gonna say is I'm gonna have to bring you back because I still got like a ton of stuff to go over. But we are at like an hour and ten minutes right now, and I don't want to carry it too long and lose the attention of the listener so we gonna uh end it right here but um definitely follow my guy his show is a very thought-provoking yet controversial conversation that people should love to have in their respective spaces because again like he said so much of what he talks about on his show are things that people don't openly discuss without the the idea that they're going to be even judged for some of the things that they feel, think and say. So it's, it's a healthy time for these kind of conversations. So I'm going to let him um, give his name and information and give you the links and the connections to a show so you can follow it. So go ahead and just give them, you know, all of your show information and how they can get in touch with you. Already. Look, man, I appreciate you. I will definitely be back, man. This, this is a great conversation and, you know, like I say, I hope people are open to hearing it because it's like, look, I ain't going to cut no corners. I ain't going to, you know what I mean? This is straight. This is raw. This is directly from me. So it's like, look, if we're going to talk about it, we're going to put all the cards on the table. Yeah. <laughs> um, so look, this is AJ again. I host the What We Gonna Do podcast. Wherever you can find a podcast, you're going to find me or whatever. If you want to contact me on social media, hit me up at what we gonna do pod. Um, I'm I'm cool, you know what I mean. I talk to everybody. I'm pretty friendly, you know what I mean. But um, like I say, man, just this is my my thing. Check out the show. If you like it, cool. If you don't like it, cool. I got some other shows you might like. Might like. I'm not one of those type of people where I feel like everybody is gonna like my show. My show is not the, you know, the the most, uh, what I would say, easygoing type of show. My show is not a lot of fluff. 
my show is direct and it's hard hitting. I do put some light things in my shows, but I'm coming for your jugular. The stuff that you don't want to talk about, I'm going to talk about it. Hey, and you got to respect it. And I mean, it's necessary. Like we say, it's it's time for real conversation. And I think that that's what we just had today. So listeners, if you just so happen to have heard something and you feel like you want to leave a comment, you want to give a perspective or you just want to share, definitely you can hit me up at DergoBJ. That's D-E-R-G-O-B-J on Twitter. The show page is on Instagram at The Subject Change. If you just want to send me an email, you can send me an email at changed subject c-h-a-n-g-e-d subject at gmail.com let's interact and have these conversations and this one was for our men to mature and level up in their perspectives on marriage and me and aj gonna follow this up with probably a little bit more from this conversation because there are some things that he said in this that i can add to the notes that i didn't even get to so um we have a lot more to follow up and if you guys just so happen to have some things that you want to be addressed, get them to me so we can get that, you know, answered for you in the follow up show. But um, thank you guys so much again for tuning in and returning to hear us talk about marriage from a man's perspective. And I will see you guys again in two weeks. Peace and blessings. Thanks for tuning in.